0: Welcome to the Back in Business, Small Business and Economy Hustings and thank you all for joining us. I'm business journalist Liz Barkley and I will be your chair for this session where we will be talking to representatives of the main political parties in the Senate race about small businesses and the economy in Wales. Now, by way of explanation, Back in Business is a podcast and website dedicated to supporting small businesses and self-employed people by giving them a voice, and in particular, a voice to policymakers. Uh, ben George and Brion from the team are here to keep the show on the road. I will introduce our guests shortly. According to Welsh government data, at the start of the pandemic, there were an estimated 267,000 private sector businesses in Wales, 99% of which were small and medium-sized enterprises. Now, that's that's up to 250 employees. 95% of those were micro businesses. That's anywhere between no employees at all, up to nine employees. And in December 2019, SMEs accounted for 37.9% of turnover and 62.4% of employment, testament to the strength of the small business sector in Wales. And this is without doubt the most important election in the history of the Senate. And as the largest employer and generator of economic prosperity in Wales, small and micro businesses will play front and centre in driving the recovery and building future growth. So joining us this evening are Anthony Slaughter, leader of the Wales Green Party, Sally Stevenson, Liberal Democrat small business spokesperson, Rhys Mills, Plaid Cymru's candidate for Ilewyn, and the fourth candidate on the South Wales East regional list, Russell George, the Shadow Minister for Economy, Business and Infrastructure for the Welsh Conservatives, and Lee Waters, the deputy minister for economy and transport wales ukip and the abolish the senate party were invited but haven't joined us this evening in the interests of fairness then because this is a hustings session each of the five candidates present will have equal time to give their opening remarks and to answer each of the questions that follow on from that each will have three minutes for their introduction setting out their stall. And our producer is very quick on the mute button. There is the warning. If you go over time, Ben will mute you, I promise. Uh, I will then put two questions to each. And before uh, we move on to questions from our audience, so each candidate will have two minutes to address each of those six questions in total. And finally, we'll round off with a brief closing remark from each candidate earlier this morning we used a random a virtual random name picker to choose the order in which our candidates will speak and will answer the questions so let's start with our opening remarks in this order Reese Russell Lee Anthony and Sally over to you for your opening remarks Reese
1: uh, hello, everyone. My name is Rhys Mills. I am the uh, candidate for the Islay constituency um, and uh, fourth on the regional list for South Wales East uh, representing Ply Cymru. Um, it's a pleasure to be here tonight. Um, most of my coalface work as a councillor has been with uh, small and medium sized businesses during the pandemic, uh, mainly around access to grants um, uh, and um, any issues that, that they've uh, come across during the pandemic. Uh, Plaid Cymru's plan um, for, for a smart, uh, smarter economy will be based on uh, expanding, supporting, and protecting domestic businesses. Um, small and micro-sized businesses, as been alluded to in the, in the, in the opening remarks uh, by the presenter, we are, really are the driving hub of Wales' economy. Um, you know, we've seen uh, government spend um, millions of pounds on multinational companies that have failed. The, the, you know, successive governments have done that, and it's failed uh, our small businesses and uh, our, our, um, our communities. Um, you know, we believe it's time to put uh, our small companies on Welsh companies first. You know, and we're going to we have a strategic plan to do that. Uh, an emergency COVID nineteen support uh, support them with zero um, interest loans for businesses. We have a local first policy, which is built around local ownership of businesses. Uh, we have uh, we have going to develop a uh, make Welsh policy, which is a brand. Uh, uh, which uh, infuses uh, um, locally owned businesses to sell around one brand globally. Um, we, we want to deliver a six billion pound um, investment programme into small businesses and establish uh, a Welsh green deal. Um, you know, establish we want to establish prosperity for Wales. You know, that's going to be an arm's length um, All Wales Development Agency, uh, which we'd like to provide effective policy delivery for businesses. Um, we want to drive up innovation and uh, uh, entrepreneurship. Um, you know, these, these are the goals uh, of the next uh, applied government. Thank you
0: very much. Thank you. Thank you very much indeed. Um, you took me by surprise there because you didn't quite use your three minutes, but that's great. Uh, thank you very much. So Russell, over to you for your uh, opening remarks.
2: Oh, lovely! Thanks, Ali. Um, well, uh, Russell George, uh, Conservative spokesperson for the economy and infrastructure. Um, I should say I come from—I've uh, been a member of the Senate for ten years, but I have a business background myself. I run a small business, a small shop for seventeen years. Um, another small business before that. So um, I'm really passionate about small businesses and encouraging younger people to get involved in um, in setting up their own businesses as well. It's a positive life choice, I think, for for people. When I was in school, it wasn't uh, on the careers list. You had to be a doctor or a scientist or a teacher. But I remember saying once, I I just want my own business. And no, sorry, that's not on the list. That's changed now. I'm really pleased about that. Um, I think from my perspective, um, this country has gone through a terrible time throughout the pandemic. Um, What was a health crisis? We're not out of that yet, but it's now coming a economic crisis. And I think we need to be doing everything we can to get um, our economy firing on all, full, all, all cylinders. And that's particularly important. And supporting small businesses in particular is the way out of the pandemic. So in terms of from my my thoughts as well, I do think that Wales has got great entrepreneurial spirit. Um, and I think that's, that needs to be enhanced by the next Welsh government. Um, I I think the job of politicians, in my opinion, is that we create the right environment for businesses. We don't tell businesses what they should and shouldn't be doing and what they can and can't do. We create the right environment. No, um, I don't believe that me or my party have got all the solutions for uh, the economy and business. I believe that, that that should be businesses themselves that drive that, and we need to create the right conditions. I think it's important to get infrastructure and rights. We've got to have good broadband, mobile, we've got to have good infrastructure in place. Obviously, my party's got strong support for building the M4 relief road, the A55 in the north, the A40 in the west, improving the links along the A470 in Mid Wales, all important uh, to get the economy firing all four cylinders. I believe it's really important that we have a roadmap out of the pandemic as well. I'm, I'm pleased that the current Welsh Government has given a little bit more information about where they're heading, but I do I would like to see a longer term roadmap out of the pandemic Um, and a subject to change. I know often the criticism is if you do that, then um, data will change and it might be those dates have to change, but I think businesses are growing up enough. Businesses have done a huge amount of efforts, small businesses in particular, to get their premises COVID safe. And I think we need to trust businesses, perhaps more than we we do at the the present time. Um, Certainly for business support, I think Business Wales Development Bank for Wales done a good job during the pandemic. Um, I do think we need to have a one-stop shop for business support. Is that five seconds or five minutes?
0: No, that's gone. Your time is up. My time's <laughs> up. There we are. I'll get the rest in my answers to, to questions coming forward. I'm sure you will. Thank you very much. Uh, Lee, can I hand over to you for your opening remarks? Yes,
3: thanks very much. I'm Lee Waters. I'm uh, the Labour candidate in the Chenechi constituency and I am the Deputy Minister for the Economy and Transport uh, in the Welsh Government. Uh, I'm also passionate about small and medium-sized businesses. I used to run a social business, so I understand the panic of worrying about the money in the coffers to pay uh, the wages. And since I've been the Minister, since Mark for been leading Wales, we put a real extra, extra emphasis on helping uh, SMEs with a uh, reform agenda around uh, procurement and an explicit drive to build up SMEs to, to fill the so-called missing middle. As you uh, said at the beginning, there, Liz, we have a bell-shaped size of the Welsh economy, small number of very large firms, uh, a huge number uh, of micro-businesses, a, 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 a very sparse number of medium-sized businesses. So we want to grow the small into the medium, and then encourage those businesses to remain in Wales controlled, Wales rather than selling out to try and capture that wealth uh, locally and there's been a lot of work we've been doing on that which I'll be happy to return to as we go on but just to give some highlights clearly as Russell just mentioned we are in the largest slump for uh, 300 years uh, and our focus of our next Welsh Government is getting us out of the pandemic smoothly and we think we have been doing that slowly and steadily fully in keeping with the advice of the Chief Medical Officer uh, unlike the government in London, which has been uh, going against the stage advice, we've listened to the advice. As a result, the death rate in Wales is 5% lower than the death rate. In England, you put inside the most generous package of business support anywhere in the UK. Clearly, not enough to compensate for the money that's been lost from not being able to trade through this public health emergency, but a more generous package than in any other part uh, of the UK. And we also... Uh, put in a uh, freeze for business rates over the next 12 months for those hardest hit. And we have a vision for a green, a prosperous and equal recovery, which harnesses the pathway we need to be on to reach net zero by 2050 and creates economic upsides from that through the creation of local uh, and green jobs. And Clearly, the SME base is essential to that. What I want is to capture wealth locally so that people don't feel they have to leave their communities in order to have a prosperous future. So, that I think uh, is something the next Welsh Government needs to be focused on, laser like.
0: Thank you. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, Fairly accurate timing there. And let me move on to Anthony. Anthony, for your opening remarks.
4: Hello and thanks for the invitation to be here, it's a subject very close to my heart. I'm Anthony Slaughter, the Leader of Wales Green Party, I'm the candidate, constituency candidate for the Vale of Glamorgan and also the leadless candidate for South Wales Central. I mean it's an election coming in really challenging times, it's been a year and a half hasn't it, it's been, and small businesses and retailers have really really felt the impact of that. I've got a lot of friends in the community in where I live. I work quite heavily, quite closely with the local retail industry. I was one of the people responsible for setting up several years ago now, the Shopping Panath card scheme to encourage people to use their local independent retailers, crucially to keep the money in our economy. It's it's something that's often very missed, the sort of circular economy idea of spending your money in the local shop keeps it in that community and that will help build the resilience that we're going to need coming out of this crisis into this. We're going into uncharted territories and I think small Businesses are going to have a key role to play in that, in how we come out of this, but they're also going to need a lot of support and we need to, we need to work together across all sorts of systems. And there's a lot of talk about, we've already heard the words about booming economy and growing, income. a lot of an understandable, strong desire to get back to what's called business as usual, but business as usual wasn't working. Small businesses weren't in a good state before this pandemic, so we need to reimagine our high streets, our communities, what they're for, how we use them. We need to see mixed purpose use. We need to bring bringing things like repair cafes. Like I'm really pleased we've got a library of things open in Penarth. Create that vibrant community centre which is a mix of retail, community enterprise, and social enterprise. The place that people want to come and be, want to come and spend, want to come and trade, want to come socialise. So there's some very important conversations to be had about how we do that. There's a lot to be said about procurement, you know, buying locally, shopping locally. We'd also incentivize creative startups and social enterprises with low, re- low rents and low business rates. There's, there's so much, again, for, for us, it's very much about this, this idea of a 20 minute, the 20 minute neighborhood is key to this as well. Creating this place where people want to be shopping with people they know and trust and working with people they know and trust. It can't, we can't rush back to how it was before because it wasn't working. We must not delude ourselves that. So I'm really looking forward to the conversation tonight and hearing from businesses And others about what they think is needed and what we've got to offer.
0: Thank you, Anthony, very much indeed. Um, Sadly, not we're not hearing from the businesses. uh, We're hearing from you. (laughs) The businesses have uh, put their questions in already. So let me hand it over to Sally Stevenson, Sally, for your opening remarks.
5: Thank you, Liz. Okay, evening everybody. I'm Sally Stevenson. I'm the Welsh Liberal Democrat Senate candidate for the Vale of Glamorgan, and I'm on the South Wales Central Regional List. I'm also the party's small business spokesperson, so I'm really looking forward to tonight's discussion. I own a small business myself. I have a shop on Carbridge High Street called The Pencil Case. Um, It's both a bricks and mortar shop, and we sell online via our website. I set the business up seven years ago, so I know exactly what it's like to run a small business in Wales. I've been campaigning on behalf of small businesses for years, particularly on the issue of business rates. And back in 2016, some of you will remember that rates were set to increase so dramatically that thousands of businesses were at risk of going under. So I led a campaign across Wales to cut the business rates and successfully persuaded the Welsh Government to introduce the £10 million High Street Rates Relief Scheme. Now, this saved thousands of shops, pubs and restaurants from going bust right across Wales. So small businesses is a subject that I'm incredibly passionate about because I live and breathe it every day. And it's no understatement to say that small businesses are the backbone of the Welsh economy. As we emerge from the pandemic, our small businesses will be vital to our recovery. And the Welsh Liberal Democrats will put recovery first. We are focused on three key areas in this election. Recovery of our economy and our small businesses, recovery of our health and well-being, and recovery of our planet. And supporting small businesses after this unprecedented year that we've all had is one of our top priorities. So we've been talking and listening to businesses right across Wales, as well as working with the Federation of Small Businesses, and we know how tough it's been, not just because of the pandemic, but also because of the massive additional burdens that businesses now face as the result of the UK leaving the European Single Market and the Customs Union. We also understand how frustrating it is on things like reforming business rates that politicians don't seem to be listening? Well, we have been listening and we've created a small business manifesto which outlines our five-point plan to support businesses as we move into the new post-COVID world. We're going to save our high streets and town centres by investing 500 million pounds in a new Welsh Towns Fund. We're going to place, uh, put in place a proper post-COVID recovery plan, which includes freezing business rates and ultimately replacing them with a much fairer system. We'll create a level playing field so that small businesses have a fairer chance to compete. We'll help them take advantage of the digital revolution and we'll work towards removing the barriers that now exist when trading with Europe by working towards rejoining the single market and the customs union. So our message to businesses across Wales is clear. The Welsh Liberal Democrats understand the issues you face. We are on your side and we will put recovery first. Thank you.
0: Thank you, thank you very much to all of you for those opening remarks. Um, I have, I think, pulled out uh, a few words that have recurred uh, as you've been talking. But the word that hits me most uh, is local, and I think I don't think any of you failed to say that. Uh, so obviously, mm-hmm. local is very, very important to you. So can I just therefore put two questions to you? I want to give you um, two minutes each to answer those questions. Um, And the first one from me is, when compared to the rest of the UK, Wales has a higher proportion of small and micro businesses. What makes Wales a good place for small businesses at the moment? What's its unique selling point? Um, and can I have two minutes each starting with Russell? You're on mute, Russell, I'm afraid.
2: That famous saying, yes, you're on mute. <laughs> um, I think we have, we, we do have more small businesses in Wales compared to any other part of the UK. I think just the very fact that we're made up of more rural communities, I think, is is part of the reason for that. But I think that gives us. Um, I think there's, as I said in my opening comments as well, I think there's an entrepreneurial spirit in Wales, as well, and I think that needs to be uh, enhanced further. Um, I think in terms of business support, I think we, I certainly think we need better support for our high street businesses um, because we've got a higher degree of small independent businesses, particularly on the high street, uh, that makes our, perhaps our high streets more at, um, more at risk. Um, I think we've seen the position of some of our high streets um, in decline to far greater extent than other parts of the UK. So I think we've got to realise that our high streets are a changing place. Um, we know that people will shop online and people will shop at out of, out of uh, town shopping centres. And, and that's not gonna change. So we need to re-envisage, re regenerate our town centres. I think we're bringing services in, but also we need to support our existing high street shops. And for me, I'm a big advocate of free parking um, for certain periods of time, not all day, but certain periods of time. So people can come in now to shop much easier. Um, I certainly think that we need to have um, our, more banks on our high street. I'm, I'm pleased with the, the Welsh Government's community um, community banking model, um, so I'm sure Lee might talk about it as well. I'm supportive of that model. I think we need to get high streets, um, banks back on some of our high streets again. Um, but I also think we need to support our businesses by scrapping business rates altogether. Now, this has been a long standing commitment of Welsh Conservatives. Um, there's a cost to that, 75 million, but we believe it's correct to do. We would scrap business rates altogether. Um, so businesses under £15,000 pay no business rates at all.
0: Thank you. Um, Anthony, what is it that makes Wales uh, a good place to do business for small businesses?
4: Several things. I think some positive, some possibly controversial and negative. I think from my experience, community, and that I've experienced quite heavily in my own, in Penarth, that community of businesses working together in the pandemic has really highlighted that, people coming together, the shops that could stay open, helping the ones that couldn't. And I think... There might be something in that idea of more rural communities as well, but I think possibly, maybe we've got more small businesses out of necessity. Maybe that is that is the route to employment for so many people is working for themselves. So it's it's a mixed bag on that case. But I think what we've also got we've got some fantastic producers and manufacturers and creators. My my partners are in the creative industry, self-employed small business, and it, again, there's a real sense of community and support. So I think it's a good place for small businesses on one level, but we're here tonight to talk about the problems that small businesses face. So I think we perhaps shouldn't sugarcoat the pill too much. Um, I'm going to stick to the question. I've got things to say about free parking and other stuff, which will come up later, but the question was what makes Wales a good place for small business? And I think I've covered that.
0: Thank you, thank you very much. Let me move on to Sally.
5: I think we always talk about small businesses as if there's some faceless organisations. And given that the majority of businesses in Wales are micro businesses, so between one and nine employees, it's important to remember that these are people. And I think part of the reason why it's really nice to, to run a small business in Wales, I mean, I've lived in Wales for 10 years now and set up the business here, is because you know, it's a beautiful place to live, isn't it? You know, why would you not want to live in Wales? It's, it's fantastic. Everything's available and on your doorstep. And when it's about, you said, typically people set up their own businesses for their own work-life balance. So if you can run your business from home with your children in a good local school and have that good work-life balance, why would you not want to do that in Wales in this beautiful country? So if we can put the conditions in place to attract more people to want to do that, for example, better digital infrastructure, then we can absolutely make Wales a a perfect destination for people who want to set up a small business.
1: Thank
0: you.
5: Um, Rhys?
1: Yeah, there's there's about seven answers to this, I think. Um, One is obviously geography um, and how the country is set up. There are some rural areas, villages, towns, uh, old market towns um from most of them you get a decent route to market on whatever you're producing. Um, th- there are some um, issues around uh, broadband infrastructure um, in certain parts of the country, but overall um, broadband, certainly in the southeast where I live is is decent of a decent quality. Um, but the main thing I think is the people. you know we have we have a, a productive uh, highly skilled, workforce as a legacy uh, of uh, our former industrial heritage in in major parts of the country. And you you also have a lot of uh, that entrepreneurial spirit we spoke about earlier, um, that is uh, being ejected out of necessity in in some ways, where people who are working for big business um, have then turned their redundancy money into an operating um, profitable business um, across all sectors. So uh, whenever I'm out in the community, I always, you know, when I have a chat with these business owners, they come from a a variety of backgrounds. What strikes me overall is they've developed a skill set that enables them to do what they do. Uh, And some sell stuff, some make stuff, uh, some just uh, uh, buy stuff in and, and sell it on. But I think at the heart of it, what's impressed me most about the country I live in is the readiness of the people in it to change.
0: Interesting. Very interesting thought. Um, thank you. Lee? Well, perhaps to be
3: controversial, because everyone's agreeing with each other, uh, I'm not sure we is intrinsically, uniquely, any better than in the, in the other part of the UK to set up a, a small business. I think what's different is the that we put in place to support uh, small businesses. These are acts of government, and that's what elections are for, but choices, and we have made choices, and we put resources in. I think we've created a supportive environment for SMEs. So Business Wales, for example, is a well-resourced uh, support service that provides a range uh, of support for businesses. That is a Welsh Government, Welsh Labour Government programme. The Development Bank for Wales, uh, I've heard business representatives describe that as the best thing to have happened since devolution, with a £1 billion fighting fund for uh, the bank to deploy to support Uh, Businesses and just during the uh, pandemic alone, we've seen something like 165,000 jobs protected parties through the actions of the uh, development bank. So, those those are two things we have in place now. What I've been focusing on as an economy minister is how we can make the public pound work better for SMEs. We've been doing a series of work with uh, the Centre for Local Economic Strategies, CLES, a Manchester based. Uh, Think tank who will be working with public sector organisations across Wales to analyse their spend and identify where it's leaking out of the local economy. For example, half of the money spent by NHS in Wales on food is spent on firms from outside of Wales, whereas we know in each of those food sectors there are Welsh suppliers in the region that could be supplying that food instead. So systematically we want to go through those spent categories identify leakage, work with public bodies through procurement policy and through helping them with the actions to do it, and redirect that spend, and capture that value and wealth locally.
0: Thank you. Um, fantastic. So let me move on to the second question. Now, Russell has um, touched on this uh, in his first answer. Um, Russell, you may want to expand, I would have thought, but how will your policies post the election? ensure that wales continues to provide that support that small businesses need to make this a place where businesses can start up with confidence and grow with confidence because those small businesses as we've pinpointed at the beginning are the biggest employer in wales so can i start with sally two minutes
5: each So we've got a whole range of policies to um, help small businesses, so many that we've actually created a small business manifesto. Um, and we, what we want to do is create the conditions that make it easy to run a small business, be it a startup or a more established business that wants to grow. And that's about, I know as a small business owner, to be successful, what you need is to concentrate on your customer. What you don't need is to be messing about with Unwanted bureaucracy, changing cost bases that government change every five minutes and all the cost and complexity that comes behind the scenes that your customers don't see. You need to focus on your customer. So what we need we want to do is create the conditions that makes it easy to run a small business. So this is things like investing in a digital infrastructure so that, you know, you've got reliable broadband and your website's not going to be going up and down every five minutes. We want to, if you're in a retail industry, we want to save our high streets and really invest in our town centres to make them nice, um, vibrant uh, places to, to do business. We want to freeze business rates so that you know you've got that clarity of you know what your outgoings will be every year so that you can plan properly and budget properly. And we want to level the playing field so that small businesses have a much fairer chance of competing. So that's through things like Um, small business um, procurement policies in the public sector so it's it's all about creating the conditions to make it easier to run a business and let businesses do what they do best which is serve their customers and grow and identify new opportunities.
0: Thank you Sally. Lee?
3: Just in terms of the infrastructure point both Sally and Russell have mentioned Okay, this is an electionist thing, so we need to talk about what makes us different as well as what uh, we agree on. Uh, now, the the Conservatives have made a point of saying the Welsh government should not be acting in areas that are not devolved to Wales. Now, we feel we've been forced to step into this space because there hasn't been action. So, b- broadband is a point to be made several times as being essential for small businesses to be able to operate properly. Broadband is a UK government responsibility. The UK government and the market. Have failed Wales. Left to the market alone, 40% of Welsh properties would be connected to superfast broadband. Because of Welsh government intervention, that is now 95%. Uh, we spent more than £200 million on doing that. Now, the Conservatives have said if they get elected, they will stop spending in areas that are not devolved to Wales. So that is money that will not be available to help support businesses to connect to essential uh, everyday broadband. I think when Russell talks about the importance of broadband, we need to be clear that actually the policies he's standing under would make the situation uh, worse. Uh, to date, the UK government has not stepped into that uh, space. Simply in terms of infrastructure, you know, we are spending, rail infrastructure has not devolved to Wales. We have stepped in. We've just announced a £17 million investment in the Ablevale railway line to do it to take services from we to Newport as well as Cardiff to four an hour. Again this is not something we should be doing, this is not devolved to Wales, the UK government are under investing in Wales, the equivalent of five billion pounds over the next ten years. Again if uh, Russell's policy is right they would not be spending that money either, and similarly in terms of community safety, we're pledging we're already funding 500 PCSOs, Police is not devolved to Wales, we would increase that to 600, and again the Conservatives have said that they would not fund that. So all those things matter to small business and all those things would stop under the Conservatives.
0: Thank you.
2: Russell. Um, Thanks Liz. I think it's again, it's about creating the right conditions uh, for business. It's politicians don't have all the answers. So I think it's about creating the right environment for businesses to thrive. I think one of our major policies has been for many years and is contained in our manifesto uh, today is that we would scrap um, Business rates for all small firms. Um, that is a crucial, I think. Um, I know there's been a, a freeze for the next financial year. We want to see that um, extended. Business rates is uh, a very much outdated uh, form of taxation and certainly needs to be overhauled, but we'd scrap all the business rates for all small firms. I think when it comes to support for business as well, uh, we have business Wales, we have the development bank. Certainly in our manifesto we wouldn't want to uh, rebrand or change those organizations because businesses tell us that they don't like to see rebranding and, and merging of organizations but we would uh, create an arm's length body um, uh, such as the, the WDA was uh, a very strong brand uh, but that would also be the third the, that, that body arm's length of government would also be there to support business uh, as well and what I do find is is that businesses businesses contact me as a constituency member and they want to know what support's available. I think, well, why don't you know already? So what we would create is a one-stop shop. So within our arm's length body, we would create a one-step shop. So every business, whether it's small, medium or large, has an account manager that can take them through the process to answer those questions. Rather than someone saying, look, go here or ring that organisation, they help businesses step by step in terms of the support that's available through government, financial and non-financial as well. And again, broadband and mobile, absolutely crucial as well. Um, I know Lee's mentioned this, you know, Labour have had this in their manifesto, the last two manifestos, that they're going to deliver broadband to everyone across Wales, and they failed to meet that pledge. Um, it's not a devolved area. Um, so uh, if the, the Lee wants to make that point, why have it in the manifesto? But it's absolutely, um, I'm afraid, disappointing when it comes to broadband coverage from the Labour government.
0: Uh, Reese.
1: I'm not in the business, I'm not going to attack other parties. Um, I, I'm just going to lay out the Plaid Cymru vision, if, if I may. Uh, whenever I speak to uh, local businesses, um, I, I always get a timeline from them of, you know, where do you want to be and what's stopping you? Uh, and the answer I always get back is business rates um lack of identifiable um route to market and um you know access to help the help they need around not always around money i know everyone's everyone's using using the, the you know we're going to get support f- from money from this or money from that well, well what businesses mean when they mean support is sometimes they just need a knowledge the knowledge that they haven't got they need to be able to access it from somebody who has that knowledge um so you know plaga put it forward um we are putting forward rather prosperity Wales. It's an arm length. Uh, it's not a WDA light. It's not. Uh, it's not in the business of going getting major capital investment from international sources. It's, it's in the business of um, effectively guiding what we've got to be better. Um, as far as the um, business rates goes, well, I think every you know most people would agree if you speak to any local businesses. If you, you know speak to the cafe, my local cafe in Blackwood, their biggest uh, barrier. Before COVID was not being able to expand. You know, I think the the one um, the one comment that was made to me was, "Well, I could pay less um, less sort of business tax uh, on the high street in Bath than I can um, here just by expanding next door." Well, you know, those are the kind of and they're not sort of massive policy. They are on the, on the ground challenges that business owners are facing, and uh, you know, as regards to. Um, you know, town centre management and um, all the rest of it. You know, played um, has has as a plan for that. You know, we, you know we make management of town centres. of oh, sorry, I need to stop.
0: Thank you very much, Anthony. No problem. Uh, you're on mute, Anthony. I'm sorry.
4: <laughs> you think by now we'd all know. <laughs> Yeah, we've got a wide range of policies that cover because our policies are very holistic based, so they cover a whole range of things, and a lot of them will touch on things that benefit small business. One thing that does come up a lot is flexibility about business rates. That's why we've got the policy of reduced rates and rent holidays for creative startups and social enterprises. We've got a lot in our manifesto about support for community owned cooperative ventures. We feel that's a really good area for growth, and one of the things I'm really excited about at the moment, and lee will know a lot more about this than me probably, is the establishment of Bank Cambria and the fact that they're going to put, not just setting up a cooperative owned bank for Wales, but they are going to put bricks and mortar branches in communities. That is going to do so much good to help bring life back to those communities. And again, that's where a lot of our policies are focused on, is bringing those town centres back to life, the high streets, making them places that aren't just about shopping, that are where we live, We've got to, but I'm also aware that, and it's partly because of my own experience as shop and art, I'm focusing a lot on retail and recognise that small business isn't just retail. One of our most exciting policies in this manifesto is that obviously we're concerned about the threat of the climate emergency and the action, scale and speed of action that's needed for that. And Welsh Government has some good targets, not ambitious enough, and by their own admission they're not meeting them. And part of that is a devolution problem, part of that is a hostile Westminster government. So one of the things we're proposing, and this does have a business angle, is a green transformation fund for Wales which would sell bonds to raise the money to do the work that's needed in decarbonisation of energy production, transport infrastructure and housing. And that money, a lot of that money would be channeled towards small social enterprises doing that incredibly vital work. And the thing that's really exciting about this proposal is it's something that can be done under existing Welsh government powers. So that, that is, would be a game change in terms of micro-generation, which is a key part of the small business sector. So again, we've got a lot of other policies about procurement, you know, more food grown in Wales, eaten in Wales, sold in Wales. We want to see genuine local economies.
0: Thank you very much indeed. And again, the word local comes through. Um, I want to move on to questions from the audience now. Um, and we have four questions that have been Submitted to us earlier that I think we'll manage to get through. And again, I'll give you two minutes to answer each of those questions. So the first one comes from Justin at the Synergy Network. Now, Justin says the UK debt has grown significantly. How important are small businesses in helping the UK and Wales in particular? return to and sustain positive growth. So how important are they? How big a role will those small and micro businesses play? And I would suggest people working in self-employment as well. Lee, would you like to take this one first?
3: I think the biggest role SMEs have is in nourishing and nurturing local economies. You know, we know that trying to get investment beyond agenda frankly, uh, is extremely challenging in terms of attracting funds. So if we are we had to uh, help those communities beyond uh, the major uh, hubs in the southeast or the northeast of Wales, we need to look for solutions from uh, within. I think that's where SMEs really have their critical advantage to the Welsh economy of the building prosperity because money invested in SMEs. Generally stays within the local uh, economy and has a multiplier effect. It's less likely to be siphoned off uh, to a tax haven uh, or to private equity. Uh, it, it is it, it stays locally and provides uh, benefits locally. So that I think is the is the main advantage in us building up uh, SMEs. I mean to make sure that as we build and grow them, we then try and find a way for the founders and owners to remove their cash from the business without but without relinquishing control from the Welsh economy. So we need to build grounded firms, filled with roots in the area, they're committed to the area and stay in the area and build resilience uh, as we are hit by external shocks, just as we have uh, from COVID and from Brexit. And as indeed we will from, from climate change. Climate change is probably the biggest economic threat to our economy. Uh, and it's the one perhaps perhaps least talked about in economic terms. But that's very much what it is. And we need to shore up our local economies through greening them, through making them more innovative
4: and through nurturing those those roots.
0: Thank you. Thank you, Lee. Um, Anthony?
4: I think they've got undoubtedly a crucial role to play in growing back in the recovery. One key advantage they've got is They can move at speed. They're flexible. I mean, we've seen that in our town centres, local independent businesses responding to the crisis, coming together, pulling together for communities. And that word beat me to it. But the word resilience. We need. We found out this year that we aren't resilient at all. There's a severe lack of resilience in our society and in our economy. And small firms, small businesses, are key to building that resilience because they know what works in their community. They know what matters. It's also, we've got to talk, I think we have to question the model. When we talk about growth, we have to talk about what we mean by growth. Because that old-fashioned model of growth was going in one direction. It was going in a direction which is absolutely linked to climate change. You cannot pretend that the current economic model is not responsible for climate change. So we have to be looking at different ways of doing things. And I think that is where small independent businesses have a key role to play, because They're not tied to all dogma. As I said earlier, they can adapt and move at speed.
0: Thank you, Um, Rhys.
4: Um,
1: They're absolutely vital, Um, as outlined by uh, comments at at the beginning. You know that the statistics are 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 stark. You know they are the engine drivers of our economy, and without them, um, you know we'd be in trouble. Um, So my answer to it really is that. And if I can add, um, you know, as far as getting investment um, into the country, well, you know, we need to start building what we've got. Um, as you know, and touched upon what Lee has, has, has already outlined. You know, the, you know, Wales has a rich, dynamic workforce and skilled workforce, and Wales has this in the last twenty years, twenty five years, probably. Um, more so since the devolution settlement, you know, it's, it's a, for, for the reasons I've outlined earlier, where specific people have specific reasons for doing so, it's, in, you know, there has been a group of entrepreneurship, uh, people who display an entrepreneurship that that body of people has grown. So what we need to do as a government is, is marry those two things. Um, what I would say though, is, um, you know, for those, for those businesses to be able to grow and be sustainable and to, uh, lay down roots, um, government needs to lay down the foundations for them to be able to do so, you know, I've already outlined tonight um, some of the, the primary Cymru policies, um, local is going to be key to this. Uh, what we mean by local could mean over a, over, a, over a wider area, but, you know, those pathways and chain, uh, and for someone who works in supply chain, you know, I see that on a day-to-day basis of where one company uh, has one company success is almost another company's success uh, because those chain links of products goes from one company to another. So um, they are absolutely vital to the success of this economy.
5: Thank you. Um Sally Well Liz, as you said at the beginning. Small businesses account for 38% of our turnover in Wales. So they're absolutely vital. And we are going to rely on our small businesses if we want to put recovery first and get Wales back on its feet after the pandemic. Um, We've spoken a lot about retail, but we've not really touched on hospitality, leisure, and tourism this evening just yet. And obviously for Wales, that's a massive sector. So we need to um, support those industries to getting tourism and um, the hospitality industry going again. Because if every small business in Wales employed was just one more person, we would literally wipe out unemployment in Wales overnight. Now, imagine the spending power in this country if every single person was employed and had disposable income to spend in their local economy. The virtuous circle that it would generate would be fantastic, both for local economies and for Wales as a whole, as we as the tax revenue would increase. So, um, so that so, given that our economy is you know, the backbone of the Welsh economy is small businesses, and they have got such an important role to play in generating that employment, which in turn generates that revenue for the country. Um, it's absolutely critical that we put small businesses at the forefront of everything we do so that they can help us to put recovery first. Thank you. And Russell?
2: Uh, thank you, Liz. Um, obviously, the answer is uh, is very important. Um, I think, for me... Um, it's particularly important that the next Welsh Government supports particularly small Indigenous uh, Welsh businesses and family businesses. What I think we've seen in the past is that um, government has um, very much focused on inward um, investment, attracted that um, investment from overseas, um, which is the right thing to do. Um, but I do think because we need more, more focus on uh, encouraging those small businesses and supporting those small businesses to become medium-sized businesses and the medium-sized businesses to be large businesses. I think what's important to say is that we've seen many businesses, sadly, large businesses go uh, go into administration, not just um, during the pandemic but pre-pandemic, uh, just simply because they haven't, been out, um, they haven't been able to turn their ship quick enough Uh, and be as agile as small businesses uh, can be. And I've seen that in small businesses during the pandemic where a business on the high street has gone from having no online presence at all to offering click and collect services, where as if a high street brand uh, business uh, would just not simply have the mechanisms to do that. So I think that just shows that how small businesses have got the great, great growth potential and the ability to grow quicker. Uh, but I certainly agree with Sally in terms of her status, what I often use myself as well. A very small business employed, one extra person would wipe out unemployment. Uh, and that tells us we need to put policies in place to encourage small businesses to employ an extra person. And we can do that by, for example, Welsh Conservative Policy to scrap, um, uh, help businesses to not pay national insurance contributions um, um, and allow make it easier for them to employ people.
0: Thank you. Um, Now, thank you very much for the answers to to that question. The second question from the audience comes from Lucy, um, and Lucy is a contractor. She says, Covid has triggered some rapid innovation that has changed the landscape of working life for the better. As we come out of the pandemic, how are you going to support small business owners in the development of further innovation to improve quality of life and business efficiency across Wales. Um, and she says, well, there were grants, for example. So this is, this is around innovation. And I think um, I, I pulled out of this, the quality of life bit and making working life better. Uh, so can I start with you, Reese? Yeah,
1: sure. I, I think one of the, I mean, we're witnessing tonight, aren't we? One of the innovations of the pandemic, um, because we're all on Hastings on Zoom being broadcast live to the internet. So, um, you know, we're we're living through that, uh, one of the the major innovations now. I mean, R&D is a massive, uh, should be a massive part of our economy. It's not as big as it should be. Um, You know, we want to create a national innovation body to, you know, with an ambitious goal, you know, to put our, to, to, um, of raising business investment in R&D. You know, every year until it reaches the UK average, you know, it's a good, it's a good start, um, you know, because we are lagging behind. And that's not a knock on anybody. That's not a, you know, it's just where we find ourselves now. So, you know, I'm always, you know, as someone um, who considers themselves a really sort of practical individual, you know, I'm always not, I'm always struck by the, you know, what challenges are facing you, facing you. Well, you often get a list of things back. Okay, how do we knock those challenges over? And quite often, you'll find the businesses themselves are kind of halfway there. What they perhaps need is some knowledge support. They might need some financial package support. And I guess, you know, for a government, um, it's, it's marrying those two things together. For, you know, and it might be specific to that to that one business. You know, it might not be a one one policy catch-all situation. Um, but I think, you know, we're, we're, we're saying tonight that, you know, small businesses in Wales are nimble on their feet. It makes them successful. Well, you know, perhaps government should be too.
0: Thank you. Um, Can
5: I I go to Sally next, please? Um, So um, this is a really interesting question, isn't it? Uh, Bringing in quality of life with a business focus. Um, And as I mentioned earlier, I think it's important to remember that businesses are run and driven by people and one of the things that we're very clear about um, in our plans is that to put recovery first is such an all-encompassing statement. It's about recovery for the economy, recovery for our health and well-being, recovery for our planet or our three big um, plan platforms and they're very much interlinked. So if you want to put an individual's personal recovery first then that you need to look at all aspects of their life so what's going on with their job have they been on furlough for the last six months and that's put a load of stress on their family situation have the children been off school Um, like mine my son's off school again now because he's had a positive test in his class so he's yet off off school for another week Um, and all of these things all combine to really affect an individual's quality of life so if we can find a way to support people um, particularly small business owners and employees to um, have a really enjoyable and fulfilling work environment by enabling them to do that by, for example, working from home, um, working in a, a much smaller environment where they've got the flexibility to take the children to school, come back and work from home. You know, not working nine till five, that's a very outdated way of working these days. Why can people not be given the freedom and flexibility to work online at hours that suits them and their families and you will find you have much happier and more productive employees?
0: I'm on mute. <laughs> Thank you, Russell.
2: Oh, thanks, Liz. Um, I think first of all, I think that uh, we we haven't we haven't had our fair share of of R and D investment in Wales. So I think it's helping um, some of our businesses and universities to 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 obtain some of that funding um, from UK government. It's not done on a regional basis. It's not barnetised. You've got to bid in for those R and D projects. Um, I certainly think um, as well as March Conservatives we've got a, um, a 250 million uh, recovery fund to support business innovation um, as well. I think the there's other issues about um, doing more to, to to take down the barriers to existing inequalities really that we have. Um, I think that we've got to, um, I know that there's, these, there's the access to work scheme that, off, that runs across the UK um, and I think in Wales that we can do perhaps more to promote that in Wales um, in terms of running that scheme. Um, I think um, flexible working is important. I think we've got to be more flexible in terms of our work, working arrangements. I think as others have said, you know, we're on this meeting tonight via Zoom. Um, there's been a, a huge shift in how we do business. Um, and I think it's, if we want to get the best out of people, it's, it's, it's allowed people to work at patterns uh, that suit them. Um, And if we can have more flexible working times, that it allows parents to work at times that suit them. And whereas people previously who wouldn't be able to do that nine to five job, that now can. And I think that's what we've got to create. We've got to create an atmosphere and a a culture of being more flexible in terms of working patterns. And that also obviously helps those that have disabilities as well get into the workplace. Thank you.
0: Um, Lee?
3: I've been focusing on what we call the foundational economy, which is the theory used for some of the everyday bits of the economy that are often being neglected. So the things that are there because the people are there, so food, care, housing, energy, uh, the pipes and wires that connect us all. But this accounts for about 40% of the economy, but traditional economic development has kind of left it out really. And the pandemic has shown through the concept of key workers how important that is. But too often, this part of the economy has been characterised as being about low productivity, and not of an innovation, but poor working standards. And I think our challenge is to shake up this bit, the mundane economy, to make it more productive, to make it more innovative, to introduce AI, uh, and to see how we can make this bit of the economy work better for our local uh, communities. Right? That is very much part of uh, Welsh Labour's agenda uh, for the next... Uh, government. There are things that we're already doing in this space, so the Small Business Research Initiative for example, uh, which if you, if you don't know about it, uh, simply uh, Google it, because that's about putting public sector challenges out to the private sector, so small businesses up with uh, solutions, working in core production. And then we've got the Smart Cumbria Initiative, which is part of Business Wales, which is about giving innovation vouchers and specialist expertise uh, to businesses with ideas. Uh, both of these projects are funded currently by European uh, regional development money, but it is coming to an end, um, and this is under threat, because the Conservatives told us when we came out of Europe that they would safeguard the funding Wales gets from European regional assistance and we would not lose a penny of it. And as the details have emerged through the so-called uh, Leveling Up Fund and the other fund they have, we will not get that money. We're going to have to bid for it against other parts of the UK. We're not going to do coherent programs like this. There's a real threat to this agenda around innovation.
0: Thank you. Um, and Anthony?
4: Yeah, just going back to the quality of life question. Undoubtedly okay. some of us found new ways of working that did make our lives easier, This being an example. But we've got to remember the pandemic did expose some serious fault lines in our society and it hasn't been a better quality of life for a lot of people. We found out, at least touched people whose work we really depend on. Some people working in really awful circumstances and we talk a lot about working from home. If you're in a cramped bed sit with poor internet signal and pay-as-you-go-mobile, you're not working from home, you're living at work. Two very, very different things. We must never forget that. But that isn't to change the the argument that some things, some ways of doing business have been improved. You can do them differently. You don't have to do so much commuting. You don't have to be flying all over the place. So we need to build on that. And yes, we fully support, it asks about grants for innovation. We fully support public money for public goods. public money must be used, any public money used going forward in the future must be used for something that whatever it's doing, it must be addressing climate and nature emergency at the same time. We cannot be spending public money that takes us backwards on that. So that goes back to the Green Transformation Fund for Wales, which would be making money available for people. In so that is limited to decarbonisation projects, but it's a model that could be used building forward to free up more money for innovation. Thank you. Which is which is needed. And as we've said, we've all recognized that small businesses are very good at that because they are so nimble and fleet.
0: Thank you. Uh, thank you, Anthony. Thank you uh, very much. Now, Laura is a small business advisor in Swansea, and she asks, um, there are so many self-employed people in Wales who have been devastated by the pandemic. The government grants have been great for some, but so many have been left behind. On top of this, they're now having to retrain, to reskill in order to meet new challenges, as well as... Uh, Over 80% of people, she says, of the small businesses in Wales are made up of self-employed people. What policies are the parties putting forward to support self-employed people further? Uh, Russell.
2: Um, Thanks, Liz. Um, I think, first of all, throughout the pandemic, I think the UK Government and the Welsh Government have obviously been putting huge amounts of, of grant funding in place for businesses. Um, and some businesses um, have been supported to, to, to a, a good extent. You know, no government funding is going to cover every single business and every single uh, situation. Um, but I think what I would like to see is the more discretionary grants that can be applied at local level, because what I've noticed throughout the pandemic and the crisis here Welsh Government has tried to plug in the gaps that they see that are relevant for Wales uh, that might exist in UK Government funding, but there are still gaps that are exist. So I think we need to do more in terms of local authority. Um, and you know, for example, there's, there's grants that Welsh Government has now in terms of discretionary grants, but um, those discretionary grants come with a large criteria. Some businesses haven't been able to access funding because the criteria is too strict. So I think more uh, can be done in terms of supply, providing local authorities with a greater degree of discretion. And it might be that local councillors sit on panels. I did when I was a local county councillor twelve years ago. Sat on a panel individually assessing individual applications. And I think that's the only way that you're going to plug some of the gaps that exist um, in terms of being far more um, discretionary. Uh,
5: Thank you very much, Sally. So we absolutely recognise how difficult it's been for so many self-employed people over the last 12 months. Um, You know, I've been campaigning for the excluded, the 3 million across the UK who've been excluded from any COVID support um, just because of their employment status. You know, I know people who are um, self-employed, but they are technically a limited company because they're customers wanted them to be a limited company. So they became a limited company and drew their earnings through dividends. And of course, they've now been um, excluded from furlough support. So there's lots of examples of people who have been let down by the support system over the last 12 months that we need to look after. Um, So we're clear in our small business manifesto that we would look to put a proper post-COVID recovery plan together that makes sure that those people who've been left behind so far, are not, that we capture them and include them in any support going forward, that we um, do everything we can to avoid a cliff edge at the end of the COVID support. So what we don't want is furlough to suddenly end before the businesses are ready to take their staff back on, because we know that that would just create a huge wave of unemployment as businesses just aren't ready to take their staff back on full time. And in the longer term, we've looked to set up um, what we call in a national economy council which is very much grounded in real life experience from real business owners who can advise the welsh government on how to move things forward post covid and have a really sensible grounded plan on what recovery looks like post covid in the longer term thank you um anthony
4: <clears throat> yeah it's um one of the strange things from the covid pandemic wasn't we about decades of governments telling us that our national budget is like a household household budget. We borrowed all this money, we've got to pay this back. And then suddenly, and you know, Matt, Theresa May's no magic money tree, suddenly, when we're in an emergency and the government needed to spend that money, the money was there. Something that we always knew was possible. And because of that, introduced in such a rushed way, such an ill-thought-out way, people did get left behind. I guess Sally's referred to the three million excluded. It's been very hit and miss it's been very imperfect and it leads to a policy we've we've had a policy since our foundation the green party has been calling for this policy the universal basic income if we'd had a universal basic income in wales before the pandemic started this situation wouldn't have happened and the arguments we always get given against universal basic income which is a fixed sum of money to every individual regardless of their status on a weekly basis to cover their needs the argument we always get given pushback we get from that is Oh, you can't afford it. Well, we've seen, and the government needed to do it, they could do it. And it's very welcome to see other parties in Wales have come on board with this idea. The UBI Lab Cumberland have done fantastic work getting this across. And it highlights, this is going into a different policy area, but it highlights some of the frustrations of limited devolution, that even though there's political will in Wales for this to happen, it can't happen. But it would be the answer. It's the policy, it's the, it's not a magic bullet for everything wrong in society, but it's the policy that addresses this problem.
0: Um, thank you, Anthony Lee.
3: Yeah, there's quite a few different elements to this uh, question. Well, first of all, I'd ask the question, are these people genuinely self-employed? Or are they being pushed off the books by companies in the name of flexible labour market uh, and effectively being required to absorb employment costs themselves? I think there's a lot of that been going on in the last... Uh, ten years or so that uh, we would want to change if we were a government at the UK level. Uh, In terms of the other element of the question around grants, uh, we took a decision right at the beginning of the pandemic to prioritise support for smaller businesses. So one of our first decisions, which was heavily criticised by uh, Conservatives and others, was not to allow large supermarkets to be eligible. Uh, for the Economic Resilience Fund, so we excluded businesses with a rate of value over £500,000 from that first uh, wave of support, which they didn't uh, elsewhere, and we put that money into supporting uh, smaller firms uh, and micro-businesses, and as a result, more than 80% of our funding has gone uh, to micro-businesses, so that was an important values-based judgment we made right at the beginning to support uh, SME, so clearly not everybody has benefited, but Businesses in Wales have benefited to a greater extent than other parts of the UK. We have the most generous package of uh, support, that continues to be the case. Uh, We've also uh, supported uh, startups over the course of the last uh, five years with grants of two and a half. Around 1,600 of them have been supported, and we've supported through our Barriers Fund over 750 entrepreneurs to start a business or become self-employed. Those are the skills and reskilling. We have in our manifesto pledge for 125,000 all-age apprenticeships, open not just to young people but at any point of transition in their career.
0: Thank you, um, Andres.
1: Um, I, I've actually come across this on the ground, so uh, it's it's a fantastic question, but I would I would frame it in a sense of. You know what we've lived through in the past year has been unprecedented, and I know that 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 gets thrown around quite a lot, and it and it doesn't mean as much as it did a year ago. But all I can tell you is, um, I have witnessed some heartbreaking things on the ground as a councillor, and I have witnessed businesses going out of uh, going out, out of trading, and I have witnessed people dying, and I've witnessed uh, and I've and I've witnessed carers, care workers working for nothing, in care homes. You Know just, just three things you know that that I uh, you know that weren't, weren't happening a year ago and have happened in the last year. I'm not quite sure how any government of any color can put together a plan in advance with that much detail without knowing what's coming down the line. Um, so I, I empathize totally because I, I you know, the, the easiest example I can give you is um. A hairdresser rents a chair inside the building, um, and all of those grants were based on um, the domestic rates. Uh, so that person was then excluded, and as, as their counsellor, I fought really hard, for, uh, you know, for them to be able to access that grant. But that, but that, you know, that that was there. It wasn't. It just wasn't in a catch-all situation. Now I'm not sure. Um, you know, there is some element of Monday morning quarterbacking involved here, where where we could have, should have, would have. All I can tell you is as someone not involved in campaigns nationally, I was on the ground with my sleeves rolled up. And some of the things I saw was heartbreaking. And I'm not sure any government can be blamed in its entirety for lack of, for feeling sure there and everywhere. I think overall, if you speak to any businesses who are still in business, they're still in business for a reason.
0: Thank you. Thank you all. Um, And the final question comes from Samantha in Cardiff Bay. She says, what policies do the parties have to support the many startups in Cardiff and across Wales? And I think um, we have ourselves talked to some of the startups in Cardiff. um, And I think um, technology plays quite a large part in many of those. Uh, So perhaps you could give us Your views and vision for startups um, through to scale ups, I suspect. Uh, Shall I start with Sally?
5: Sure. Um, Okay, so startups have. Um, an amazing opportunity if we can put the right conditions in place across Wales. So we've got a number of um, plans in our manifesto to support them to do that. Um, For example, we want to review the 2015 Planning Act so that we can more easily bring vacant premises um, back into use for a different reason. So we've seen over the last 12 months how many large retailers in big city centres have closed their doors. there's some beautiful buildings in the centre of Cardiff what are we going to do with those well let's make it easier to convert them into something else so that startups can use those um we we want to invest 500 million pounds in our Welsh Towns fund over the next five years so that we can make town centres more sustainable and more attractive so there'll be um great environments for new startups to to move into we've talked already about business rates and how we need to freeze it over the lifetime of the next 10th and and eventually move to a completely new model that's much fairer um and would help startups because you know i know from personal experience when you start a business straight away you get hit with a business rates bill before you've even opened your doors so that needs addressing and finally um as we've talked on the digital um plans we need to we want to do more to provide training advice support so that our small businesses and startups and established businesses can really take advantage of the digital revolution you know develop new skills ensure they've got so f- uh, appropriate broadband capability where they are um and just really build the skills they need to take them on to the next level and um, compete on a much broader platform thank you sally lee
3: So very quickly then, uh, I think first of all startups are vital and we have a vibrant ecosystem of startups. I said there are four quick things that I've just jotted down thinking about this now. First of all, spaces for them to be, so we're committed to a network of cool working spaces, we're piloting around a dozen of those now, from the country parks to town centres and in-existing public sector buildings. Uh, Same through support, so we've mentioned Business Wales already and important that continues to be in place to provide a whole range of support services that new businesses uh, need to do and then thirdly access to finance a couple of people have mentioned the most government project around the community bank through bank of cambria we had hoped to have that uh, over the line before the election with banking regulation to slow that down but that is that is close to being delivered that will provide finance as well as the development bank particularly its emphasis on patient capital Uh, our policy of doubling the employee owned uh, businesses Uh, and then fourthly uh, I'd say procurement so opening up more public contracts for more SMEs to be able to access and startups to be part uh, of that uh, opportunity so taken together I think those are building blocks but I think as always with startups we need to be challenging ourselves what more we can do Particularly around, as mentioned by Sally, around us, I think, on tech. I think this is a, we really touched upon uh, the tech bench uh, on the race for the Welsh economy. We commissioned Professor Phil Brown to do a review to the future of work, which set out a very challenging agenda for all of us how we respond to the massive challenges and opportunities coming from AI digitization. And I think st- startups are part of that innovative. Uh, you, which can allow us to think anew to tackle these problems.
0: Uh, thank you, Reese. Yeah,
3: so, um,
1: you know, applied one, want to establish these individual clusters where businesses can sort of hang their hat around. Um, you know, that goes along with the R&D work that I spoke about earlier, uh, we all would have scrapped non domestic rates, because as alluded to by Sally, you know, it's one of the biggest challenges that startups will face. And you know, we want to change that. To uh, being a site valuation tax, so startups tend to be in one building, um, you know, w- with it, with that that tax will be easy, most easily affordable, uh, rather than the, the standard non rates as they are at the minute. Um, you know, action plans around transport infrastructure, because any startup um, need that. It's not just about money; it's not just about knowledge. It's about where you are, where you are, and, and your route to market. So those those are the things um, that we we are concentrated on. The bank camera stuff coming along, as Lee's um, Lee's just spoken about there, that is going to be um, a potentially a game changer if it's delivered in in the right way. Um, the, the biggest challenges small businesses face is applying for big contracts. And I know um, you know if you know want to increase uh, public sector recruitment from fifty two percent to seventy five percent. Um, and and th- not only that, but we need to help those companies. And it, and it may be three companies coming together to go after one contract, and one does one bit, one does the other, and one does the other part. But those are the things we need to think about outside of the box to make sure that these startups uh, get, the, get the level playing field that they need.
0: Thank you, Anthony.
4: <laughs> Thanks, um, <coughs> sorry. Yeah, we talked about earlier about our policy for encouraging creative startups and social enterprises, very much about repurposing our town centers, our city centers. As Sally's alluded to, planning is key to that. You need to free up buildings that aren't being used and they're never gonna be used again for what they were once used. It goes back to what I've talked about a lot tonight about creating mixed environments in our town centers as well. Not everything needs to be a business in that town center. You need to create a place that is good to be and that will be good for business. And you see things, so definitely financial help, financial help with rent and rates. But it's also about, you know, I said earlier about wanting to hear from people. Startups know what startups need. I mean, we're obviously here today at our stalls today, but it's we need to listen to startups what they want, what they need. And it is that access to space, access to funding. Going back to what I was saying earlier, UBI is absolutely critical for startups. It gives people that freedom to explore an idea without risking financial ruin. And there are moves in the right direction. People try and do things, but we so often get it wrong. I mean the having the restaurants out on castles opposite Cardiff castle the summer before last was such a brilliant idea that could have been done so much better the big flaw there and this might not go down one well, speaking to business there was nowhere to sit if you weren't spending money and that's the thing we get wrong every time you've got to create those public spaces that deliver public value and then people will trade there they will go and eat there so i think it, it really does need a really overarching holistic approach but as everyone has said startups are crucial to it and we need to do whatever we can to enable them.
0: Thank you and finally Russell.
2: Yeah that, thanks Liz. Um, I think first of all it's setting up our arm's length body uh, Innovate Wales. Um, I talked to little about this already a one-stop shop. I think for a lot of businesses uh, who are starting for the first time will have to navigate through is what is the support from Business Wales, what is it from Welsh Government, what is it from UK Gov, what is it from the Development Bank? How do we get the finance? How do we get attracted to the right bank? Having somebody who's an account manager who will say, I'm going to stick with you uh, through this process, um, I think is invaluable, I think, to someone that wants to start up a business for the first time. Um, I think it is concerned about those processes. Um, the other um, policy I've mentioned is the um, jumpstart scheme uh, that we've announced today in our manifesto launch, and that's paying um, employee national insurance contributions for two, two employees. Um, that helps businesses that want to um, start quickly and employ, them, uh, employ people as well. That will obviously complement um, other schemes such as the UK government's uh, kickstart scheme. Um, scrapping business rates altogether. I've always said enough about that. Um, and then finally, it's, I think it's given businesses a priority to government contracts, particularly for micro and small businesses. At the moment the process is, is very much um, it's very burdensome. It's very difficult, especially for, for small businesses. The contracts are very much geared to larger business. Um, so that's gonna be changed in terms of making it far more easier for those businesses to win those kind of contracts um, and also the simple way of just promoting those contracts I think uh, above all that many businesses won't know about.
0: Thank you. Thank you all for uh, answering all of those questions and it's uh, obvious that you've all thought a lot about small businesses and are passionate about small businesses. So I am going to move on to invite you to make your concluding remarks. However, There are two things that uh, have come out from this uh, hustings for me, one is the future of high streets and the other is procurement, and I think everybody has mentioned procurement. uh, And the need for small businesses to be able to bid for public sector contracts, so in your closing remarks, I would appreciate it and i'll give you two minutes each I would appreciate it if perhaps. You could add a little to either or both of those points around procurement and the high street. So, can I start with you, Anthony?
4: <clears throat> Thanks, Liz. Yeah, um, we had the, that. That struck me as well. How often we said, as you said, how often we said local, how often we said high street, and procurement. As always with these events, these hustings. We all agree on what's wrong. We've all identified the same issues, There's there's no, been no disagreement about that. There's been some difference in our approach to it, some more technical than others. But I think, for me, it's become, I would hope it's become apparent that the high street is a key thing for me. It's something I've campaigned on a long time and worked for in my own community. And it, it is key to so much of what we've been talking about, solving so much of that. But procurement is also very, very big for us. We want, as I said earlier, because we, we haven't talked about small farming businesses this, this evening. We could have done a whole half hour on that. We want you know, food bought in Wales to be grown in Wales wherever possible. And procurement has a key role to play in that. And I think it's something that we we probably all agree on. So it's not very controversial, but we definitely need to see more procurement. Um, I think, uh, as I said, we've all identified the similar issues and we talk about different things. And... Some numbers have been thrown around as well, some very big numbers in some cases. And that's the interesting thing for me at manifesto time, especially in the devolved election. Lots of parties are making lots of promises. And then you read the small print, and it's dependent on Westminster's goodwill. And we all know that goodwill from Westminster isn't much in demand. Isn't, there isn't a lot of that around at the moment. And it highlights, I just quickly want to squeeze in something that we all need to be concerned about, is this clawback of devolved powers, because we have, as I've mentioned, we've got some great producers in food and, uh, and manufacturing, but we've got this internal markets bill, which is going to railroad through our standards. So Welsh producers can be making the most incredible goods up to the highest environmental standards, and they will be undermined by this internal markets bill and goods that don't meet those standards coming in. I think that's something that perhaps business community hasn't quite seen how far that's coming down the road. So I think that's something that, all the parties, it's definitely all the progressive parties, need to be working on to stop and halt that de- that clawback of devolved powers because I think that is going to have such a negative impact on the business community, amongst as well as so many other sectors.
0: Uh, Rhys,
4: yeah, I,
1: I well I like, like others' remarks. Um, the, the the you know as as far as leveling up the playing field goes, um, you know, there's 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 one party here tonight that could do go do a lot to do it tomorrow, you know. If you're a small business owner watching this, you're probably screaming at the screen, make people pay their taxes, make businesses pay their taxes, all of us. Um, and that's a UK, uh, that's at the UK level. So, you know, what we've seen during the pandemic is um, small businesses really working hard to, uh, and hustling and being outdone by uh, people like Amazon. You know, and that is not a level playing field. Now we've seen, you know, we've seen the acceleration of that during this pandemic. the one, and I'll, I'll leave it after this. You know, one one business there pays its taxes it, and its money stays in the community. The other doesn't. There's one part of you that can fix that tomorrow. Um, so, so I'll I'll leave that there. The as far as the as far as the. Um, the procurement goes, you know, reason to 75%. You know, we see this already. We see it, you know, we call it the Preston model in this country. It's been done in, in the USA to, to good effect as well. You know, the only thing I would I would say to people watching is, you know, this, I've heard all of this before at elections. So this time, make it the last time you hear it, you know, and, and my pitch would be to vote for the party that has the vision to deliver them. Because in the end, all of this stuff is political will. Who has the political will to get it over the line? And I would urge you to... Consider Plaid Cymru as the party that wants to do that.
5: Thank you, Rhys. Sally. Okay. Well, first of all, I'd just like to thank Rick Back in Business and everyone who's asked questions and the other members of the panel for a really interesting and enjoyable evening. I hope you've all enjoyed it as much as I have and found it useful. So, as I said at the start, small businesses are the backbone of the Welsh economy. Um, as we reach the COVID pandemic, and our small businesses are so vital to is recovery. The key themes that I've picked up this evening that have come through are all in our small business manifesto and they are the need to reform business rates. We've all talked about that. Um, saving our high streets. And we've I've explained our 500 million pound um, fund that would help to do that. Digital infrastructure, better broadband, levelling the playing field so that small businesses can compete fairly and have a fair shot at bidding for those public sector contracts. Supporting the self-employed and startups and um, interesting that we talked about working from home and the work-life balance and how we can help people to put recovery first from an economic and a personal point of view. Now, our role as politicians basically is to get out of the way and create the conditions that businesses need to be successful. Um, And that's absolutely what we want to do as Welsh Liberal Democrats. Our message to businesses across Wales is very clear. The Welsh Liberal Democrats understand all the issues you face we're on your side and we will put recovery first and help put those conditions in place to allow you to come back from the pandemic and thrive. So if you want to be represented in the Senate by people who understand how important small businesses are to the Welsh economy, who have a plan to support our small businesses and help them thrive and who want to put recovery first, then vote for Welsh Liberal Democrats on the 6th of May. Thank you. Thank you. Russell.
2: Uh, thanks liz well first of all can i thank uh back in business for um, the event this evening i hope the those that are watching in uh, have found it uh interesting um, so i think from my perspective i think there's a lot to be optimistic about um, we've got a uk vaccination program that's working extremely well um, and we've we're, we're, we are moving into a recovery position. And I think there's great entrepreneurial spirit out there um, and I'm oft- optimistic for Wales's future. Um, I think it's easier uh, in many ways for parties in this um, election uh, to, to make commitments um, because there's huge sums of money that have been made available from the UK government. There's 2.5 billion extra uh, in terms of from the central pot to, for the next Welsh government. Uh, 650 million transferred from this financial year to the next financial year, 400 million announced in March. So a lot of extra funding that allows uh, us all uh, to make commitments uh, in this uh, election period. I think in terms of procurement, I think um, I see this all the time, small businesses just can't get in those government contracts. And the reason for that is, is because it's just too burdensome and the red tape is just too huge. And I think that's what government has really really got to tackle and certainly as Welsh conservatives we've made a commitment that in that in our manifesto to make it much easier for small and micro businesses to um, uh, um, bid for our Welsh government contracts and local authority contracts as well. Um, in terms of um, our um, third party uh, WDA, our innovate Wales, I think that's particularly important not only for selling Wales to the world, which is important, but also supporting our Welsh indigenous businesses. Really crucial because if, you, if we support our small businesses to grow to medium-sized businesses in Wales, they are got to stay here. Big businesses can come in and they, they can sometimes get the grants and disappear. But small uh, businesses that are, Indigenous to Wales, going to stay here uh, and 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 commit to Wales for the long term. I can see you waving at me. Sorry, yes, Sally. I I'm going uh... Thank
0: you. Very <laughs> I much, am. Lee. Thank you, uh, Lee.
3: Yeah, I think there's lots of consensus here, which is great, and I agree with Russell that there is lots of room for us to be optimistic. The Welsh government has taken a science-led, steady and cautious approach. We've been resisted every step of the way, but we've done that, and I think we are now seeing by the results of that, as the easings will accelerate over coming weeks uh, and months. To address your challenge, Liz, on those two questions. And I'd say, first of all, town centres, uh, you know, the challenges of town centres are multiple and they are complex, and they've risen over 40 years, so there's no magic involved in this. There are things that we have we have set up that we will want to do, so we have set out the £110 million pounds Transforming Town Fund, uh, we have set up a town centre first principle for public sector, because we think if we get public sectors and get tenants back into town centres, it creates a new footfall and creates a new purpose for uh, town centres. So I think that's important, but also some of the initiatives we have. So we, for example, have a plans for 80 reuse and repair hubs in town centres. We have the community bank, we have co-working hubs with so a target of 30% people working uh, remotely, and we have a digital offer taking the model in Cardigan, using the One Internet of Things technology, we're rolling that out across town centres so traders can better understand the nature of the people who are coming uh, and how they can exploit that. So I think there's lots we're doing there On procurement, and caution against research, 75%, let's pick a target, because it, it can be easily manipulated, it doesn't really get the bones of it. Uh, the truth of this is that implementing this agenda is devilishly complex. And we don't have the skills and capacity in local authorities, and and it doesn't have the status and the importance. For too long, it's been seen as a background function, not a boardroom function. And this now needs to be put in the front and the centre of our economic recovery to deliver a green, prosperous and fair recovery.
0: Thank you very much indeed. And thank you, uh, Anthony, Rhys, Sally, Russell and Lee. And thank you for being so mindful of time Um, This is a hustings, the rules are strict. We know it would have been lovely to have had a much broader conversation. However, thank you for sticking to time. I want to thank everybody involved in tonight's event, to you, the participants, to those who joined on Zoom, on YouTube, to those watching the recording. And may I also thank uh, you, uh, the team, for your time this evening, for putting all of this together and keeping uh, (laughs) keeping us on the air, so to speak. Uh, and to everyone who submitted questions. Um, Just a final word from me. It's been a great pleasure talking to our participants and chairing this event. Uh, We do weekly podcasts, interviews, discussions on everything about small business and people who are self-employed. Come along and listen and join in. Tell us how your small business is doing. We are at backinbusiness.org uk and we'd love to hear from you from the politicians the policy makers the small business people the people who are self-employed uh good luck with the election all and thank you very much for joining us